Welcome back to Choosing Yourself with Janice and Rachel. I'm Janice. And I'm Rachel. And as always, we want to thank you all again for all the constant support and feedback. They mean so much to us. Yeah, and our conversations are always meant to be something relatable and hopefully helpful to whoever needs to hear it, regardless of what age or gender. And we always try to emphasize the importance of choosing yourself over anyone or any bullshit that you may come across in your life. Nothing is more important than your own happiness and self-acceptance. Exactly. Which brings us to the topic of the day, which is toxic relationships. Meaning toxic people in your life, whether they're friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, family members, or just people that you come across in your life in general. These are the kind of people who really test not only your patience, but emotions and how you feel about yourself. And it's super important to talk about how we can overcome these toxic relationships and push them out of our lives or maybe just try to make them less toxic. I'm just laughing because of how much tea we have for today. So this is going to be a fun one. Um, But it is inevitable that we will experience the toxicity in our lives And we've both definitely experienced a mix of different toxic relationships. So we'll talk about those with you guys today. Oh my God, just to like start out, I just, I just remember that growing up, I was always bullied for having a, having a Chinese accent, for being overweight, for going through puberty early, and for quote unquote, always trying too hard to be cool, whatever that meant. Um, What does that mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. But as I got As I continue to get older, even through high school and through college, the bullying never really stopped, but I think it just kind of got less obvious to me. Hmm. And I didn't notice it as much until maybe like after I graduated. And a lot of it were from my so-called friends or people I surrounded myself with. And then when I graduated from UMass was, then I realized that I never really had like a single best friend growing up because either they never accepted me or they thought that like I had too much baggage for them to handle whatever that meant and it was just I don't know it was just like uh uh what do you call it <laughs> a realization or like a call mm-hmm. for me that I just like wow like I just surrounded myself with so much toxic people that I didn't notice it it wasn't obvious and then yeah it's hard to spot it can be really hard to spot at times and other times it can be really in your face and Janice tell us about your most recent in your face um toxic friendship situation oh my god um so like like I said there have been a lot of people who I thought were my friends our best friends but even starting with this podcast, there have been some people that have shown that they don't really support me or kind of think that our podcast is a joke. And it's a joke, I, but for us. <laughs> yeah, it's like a joke, but for us. And then someone really close to me who I thought was like a really great friend of mine had asked, like, why would I or why would we want to expose ourselves so much? And it's kind of so-called a ridicule and it was just like kind of a shocker to me because they're a really good friend of mine for a while and it wasn't even just a single person there have been other people that kind of use different words but you know they had the same meaning as if as in why do we want to do this like is this a joke what are we doing for this for is this trying to get us like famous or for money and it's just like no like we're just doing this because we want to and it's something that we thought would be not only fun but helpful for not only each other but for other people something I think oh I think that maybe like if someone doesn't feel a confidence inside to do something that's out of their comfort zone they maybe will pick on others for doing things that are, that seem like crazy and out of their comfort zone. So, yeah, maybe this seems like a little a little weird, a little crazy, but we kind of took the step to go out of our comfort zone, so we're happy about it. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely else. outside of our yeah. comfort zone. We if you asked us this like a month ago, we would 
not have thought that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are kind of exposing ourselves, but I don't know. It's kind of a fun thing for us. It's not a bad exposure in our opinions, at least, and not on some a lot of people's opinions. But it's different and it's fun, it's beneficial to us, and hopefully it is to you guys too. But as you said, I feel the same way that a lot of people who you think are your friends may judge you or ridicule you while you're trying to do something new for yourself. But I honestly think it is because they're insecure of of themselves or they're jealous that they're not doing that, you know, and they don't want to see you succeed or acknowledge that you're going to succeed and be happy with the new thing that you're doing. So I think that there are always going to be toxic people who show up in our lives, but it's up to us how we want to deal with them. We can either allow them to mess us up, to judge us, to accept their judgment, or we can just say, fuck you and remove them from our lives. Mm-hmm. If they don't actively support you or think of you as a joke, then that's kind of a huge sign that they're not good enough for you and that you deserve people that actually do support you and actively support you not just saying that they support you but they have to actively show that they they do support you mm-hmm. and want to see you achieve and become the best that you can be in whatever new thing that you're trying to do exactly and like the thing that really gets me is how could someone that claims to be your friend and claims to have cared about you all this time come at you and insult a, I'll call it a passion project. <laughs> How could they just come at you insult and insult that? It makes really no sense to me. And it seems like it wouldn't come from anywhere besides a place of insecurity. And if it would be one thing if your friend was doing something truly harmful, like doing drugs or something to harm themselves, you know, and you noticed that they were really harming themselves and you said, I don't support your decisions here. That's totally one thing. But if your friend is doing something creative and like pursuing something that's outside their comfort zone, why would you and something that might make a positive impact, (laughs) you know? Why would you come at them and say, how could you do this? It's such it's such a joke and you're going to be ridiculed. Like, first of all, we know we're going to be ridiculed. Oh, yeah. We knew from the start people are going to say, like, what the fuck is this? Like, Yeah, exactly. We said it in our first episode. But the message is that if you are creating something or starting something new, maybe photography or like a food Instagram or I don't know, a podcast like go for it Mm -hmm. if your friends judge you or don't support you then that's a message or a sign to you that they're not really your friend Mm -hmm. and you know what knowing that right now or sooner than later is so much better for you anyways because you want to obviously you want to have friends that support you you don't want friends that don't actually like you Mm -hmm. because if they did like you they would support you actively and cheer you yeah. on yeah. So, and not make fun of it or joke around. So Exactly. I've heard a lot of just people who started businesses talking about how in the beginning when they weren't successful, people would, would say, are you crazy and think they're absolutely crazy and stop being friends with them. I've heard a lot of people say they lost friends through it. And I I mean, I could never truly understand how you could stop being friends with a person and think they're crazy for pursuing something that's a dream and like trying something, trying to pursue a dream. I don't understand how that could happen, but it happens. And we've seen it firsthand here, folks. Yeah. And don't worry about losing friends. I mean, personally, I would rather have three real friends than a hundred fake friends who don't actually support me. Fact. And 
like we said before, a lot of people act superior to you or judge you because they don't accept that you are succeeding in yourself and in your life. They're jealous of you and just want to put you down and I don't know, try to passively tear you apart. It's like, you think about it, why, why should I or we let them do that to us? So I, so I can keep their friendship. I mean, that's not worth a friendship. Yeah. God forbid you lose that toxic person. Yeah. You can succeed without fake supporters. The biggest person you need in your life to succeed is yourself. And a lot of people are going to be intimidated by you and want you to fail or refuse to support you because they refuse to believe that you can be successful and they can't. So we need to get rid of these people. If they can't support you, there's no reason for you to support that relationship or that friendship. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. End of story. Literally. Exactly. And I also wanted to touch on controlling friendships and relationships, mm. toxic friendships and relationships, because it's a really prevalent thing. And I can say I've always been more of a shy, timid type of person. And of course, I've worked on that a lot over the years. But from my very earliest memories of friendship, I remember people with these controlling and manipulative tendencies gravitating toward me as a friend. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of my quieter tendencies that they felt that meant they could have more control over me or whatever. They think you could be a pushover. Yeah, exactly. And oh, I was a pushover for the longest, longest time. And it actually took me so long to figure out how to not be a pushover and realize that my emotions were valid and that I deserved to be treated like a human and very nicely. So that's something I've dealt with. And I didn't even realize this until maybe middle school. I actually met one of my best friends, Simran, through um, someone that we were both friends with, but that person was very abusive and controlling to both of us. So we kind of bonded through that. And and Simran's a really good friend, like literally my best friend to this very day. And we actually met through a controlling friend like that. So yeah, my whole life, I had these types of encounters. And, you know, as I grew up, I began to recognize certain patterns and like realize when someone might be trying to lead me down that controlling manipulative path. And so I kind of made a small list of little red flags. I love me some red flags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love them. But um, some things that I notice, like when someone is going to be more of that controlling person, and it can apply to friendships or relationships. Some of them Mm -hmm. apply more to one than others. But my biggest one and I have a story about this too, is that they can tr- they try to control who you're friends with, who you talk to, and what you do. Sometimes, and like Janice mentioned earlier, it's not as obvious and you actually, it comes to you later. Like, wow, this person is really trying to control what I do. Sometimes they do it in a very roundabout way, so it doesn't seem so obvious. But... I had a a boyfriend in high school who I was with for three years. I was a year older, so I graduated and graduated high school, and I went to college at UMass Amherst. And we were together all freshman year. Then my sophomore year, things started to get a little iffy with his unhealthy amount of jealousy. So I was always very loyal person. I'm the type that if I go to a party and I have a boyfriend, I will just be thinking about my boyfriend the whole time. I'm not trying to hook up. I'm just trying to have a good time with my friends. But that aside, it was sophomore year and I started to want, I was invited to parties and I started to want to go to them. And my boyfriend who was still at in high school at the time or out of high school, but not at my college, I forget. Um, He told me that I could not go to parties. 
And what? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. He told me I couldn't go to parties. And in my mind, I just wanted to go so I could have the college experience and have fun with my friends. I wasn't going to pick up guys. So in my mind, I was like, that's totally unfair. How could you even tell me what to do like that and monitor me, call me at night to make sure I wasn't at a party, which is so ridiculous. Oh my God. I mean, on one hand, I, 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 I understand that it's hard to have to be in that position where you're in high school and you're significant others in college. Of course, you're going to be jealous and wonder what they're up to. Yeah. You know, but on another hand, you kind of have to make the judgment. Am I able to let them be an individual and not have an unhealthy amount of jealousy such that I'm trying to control that person or should I just let them go? Because it's not fair. Definitely not. No. So it escalated from there. And I felt that he was telling me what to do. And I was not comfortable with that. So I broke things off, which is it was a really good decision. And over time, I, I noticed a lot of other things that made that person more possessive. And I said, wow, I'm so glad I got out of that. And on that same note, If the person gets mad when you hang out with other people, that's a big red flag. Mm -hmm. Like when I hang out with Simran or Tanzim or any of my friends, Janice doesn't sit there and get angry with me. (laughs) Oh, no. No. Because she knows our friendship is so strong that even if I have other friends, even if Janice has other friends, we're still going to be a consistent part of each other's lives and love each other the same amount. My friendship with someone else isn't going to take away. Yeah. Like from the relationship that me and you have. So I think if someone is getting mad when you hang out with other people, it is a huge, huge red flag. Of course, cheating is not okay, but hanging out with other people is more than okay. And in fact, healthy. I think two people should have individual lives. You shouldn't only have your have one friend yeah yeah exactly that's just unhealthy and I think like friends should encourage your friends to make other friends you know exactly I mean like when we I mean we both are in school still Mm -hmm. and we're in very hard and hard programs that require a lot of time and then at times like we for a good amount of time actually we didn't really talk to each other or you know every once in a while we'll catch up we'll do some texting but we haven't like sometimes we didn't even see each other for months Mm -hmm. I mean it's been kind of months yeah so but obviously we see each other hang out with other people or maybe people in our programs but we're totally fine with I mean I was I talked to some of your friends and then we just like catch up through that it's just like you said, healthy friendships, we don't get jealous or get mad that your best friend is hanging out with her other friends because if they're really a true friend of yours, it's not going to matter because when you come back together, you're still going to be good friends. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to have other friends. You're allowed to hang out with other friends. You're allowed to have more than one best friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, you don't, you can't have that one friend to yourself. Yeah. And that same same goes to them. It's healthier to have, to hang out with other people, to meet other people, and still have that same friendship that you can always go back to. Mm-hmm. And I think people who are truly your friend would be happy to see you expanding your horizons and meeting people that you relate to. And just seeing someone, seeing their friends live a healthy and awesome life is something you should want for your friend. Not think, oh, I don't want them to hang out with other people. That means they don't like me anymore. I mean, that's just from such an insecure place. An insecure place thinking that the friendship isn't as strong as it is maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But I think when you have a very close friend – I mean, if you both realize that you guys are really close to each other, it doesn't really matter who other people you hang out with. 
Mm-hmm. You can always like still have each other. Exactly. But not just each other. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, that would be unhealthy. That's codependency. Yeah, that is codependency. It is uh, yeah. toxic, mm-hmm. you know, just to have that one sole person and getting mad and upset that they're hanging out with other people or going out with other people. I mean, I am guilty of doing that before, you know, getting mad at a really close friend of mine for, you know, going, I mean, this was in high, this was in college where I was, so I didn't turn 21 until the spring of my junior year. Yeah, junior year. And so Mm -hmm. that was kind of late in comparison to a lot of people that I was hanging out with. A lot, I had a lot of friends that were older than me. And this was before like Rachel and I were hanging out that much and I was super super mad that my best friend at the time who I introduced to my friend group all were going to the bars and going to parties without me because I was not 21 and then I would have to stay in or try to find other people to hang out with but I got super super mad and that kind of went rock bottom with me and her kind of and I felt really shitty about myself too I felt guilty that I was kind of a tox I was just like in a bad place I was insecure of myself I would have to admit I was very very insecure of myself throughout all of college and looking back at it now it's just like I wouldn't want someone to do that to me either that's not yeah. someone I would want in my life or as a friend as well. Someone who would actively get mad at you for hanging out with friends and just because I'm not able to, you know? Yeah. And I feel like we've all been there. At some point or another, we've all been the toxic one in some way. So I totally feel that. And I think it's just so important important to be introspective about it. Just a lot of people don't even take the time or have the thought like you did about, oh, maybe it's me that's the toxic one. Right. And I feel like the fact that we did have that is is really good. It's just part mm-hmm. of growing as a person. And yeah. I mean, yeah, there are moments yeah. where you are going to be that toxic person. I mean, mm-hmm. when we grow up as teenagers or even middle school, like middle school to high school to college, there are moments where you are going to be a toxic person to someone and don't even realize it. Or maybe you do realize it. If you do realize that you're and you're still doing it, and then you're kind of a shitty person. Yeah. But like, if you realize it without knowing it, that you were actively doing it at the time, then it's kind of a good realization that you don't even want someone like that in your life. So yeah. that would help you grow as a person and help you realize how you can find the right friends or who's actually your friend. Exactly. So I think that's something that everyone should think about. Because, I mean, you don't want to be a toxic, like, no one wants a toxic person in their lives. Like, no one wants a toxic friend, a toxic boyfriend, girlfriend. No one should be controlling you or getting mad at you for doing whatever you want. Right. You're allowed to do whatever you want that makes you happy. And you don't, you don't have to hold yourself back for someone else. Right. And negativity breeds more negativity. And people won't want to be around you if it's, you know, constantly you're picking on the other person or just excessively jealous. And I've been there with the excessive jealousness, trust me. (laughs) I think that's probably the toxic trait that I've brought into the equation at times. So, yeah, I've definitely been there. And I had to point the finger at myself and say, Rachel, you are a crazy ass bitch. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of us has, have experienced that too. Mm-hmm. So another red flag of someone maybe trying to go down the controlling, manipulative route is they try to bring you down. And we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but again, it's not always so obvious. So it could be as obvious as name calling, name calling, name calling, and bullying, but 
It can also be not as obvious. So just the complete negativity and expecting you to have the same opinions as them. And they don't respect your opinions and they always have to be right. His way or the highway in a relationship type of situation. Mm -hmm. They always have to get their way. And then gaslighting. So when you bring up concerns. (laughs) Oh my God. Yep. Gaslighting. And for anyone that doesn't know, it's when you bring up a concern and they kind of turn it back around on you and have you questioning whether your concern is even valid. We've probably Mm -hmm. all experienced that at one point Mm -hmm. from a guy. Like you ask someone a question just like as a confrontation and then they turn it back to you, making it seem like, oh, I'm the one who has the problem when it's really like I'm just confronting you about like your issue, you know? Yeah. Even if you bring it up in a nice way. Yeah. I'm always the problem. Wow. Yeah. Why is it like it's kind of reverse psychology? Like they're trying to turn that to you. Why? Like it's not me. It should be you. Mm -hmm. And it's a tactic. It's a tactic. And then some people would actually question themselves. Oh, like maybe I am the issue. Like, Mm -hmm. no, you're not the issue. Like mm-hmm. they're just trying to avoid that confrontation to avoid giving you an answer because they can't think of an excuse. So they want to turn it towards you. And then it's like, what the fuck? Like why? Yeah. <laughs> if someone is gaslighting you, know that this is not their first time doing it. They've practiced this before and it's worked for them before. So you girl, you are being manipulated. Girl or guy or anybody mm-hmm. that is being gaslighted, know this. You are validated and you are being manipulated. Yep. It's so it's kind of amazing how prevalent or how easy it is to be manipulated by people mm-hmm. without even realizing it. 100%. When I said earlier about how I was bullied when I was younger and then how I was I was actively being bullied by my friends without even real because bullying gets less and less obvious as you get older. I mean, we see bullying. Some A lot of us have been bullied. And then as we get older, older, like in high school and college, it doesn't always completely go away. People can call you names or judge you, but say it in a more nonchalant way or less or more subtle way. And you don't even realize it's bullying. You just think, oh, they're just being funny. They're just being my friends you know, joking around, but sometimes they're not actually jokes. Sometimes they're just, they are actively judging you and being a bitch. And it's hard to respond to that sometimes. And they can make you feel really shitty about yourself. And that's how it can bring up more of your insecurities. But obviously when you're a teenager or a college student, you you hate confrontation. You hate you want to be in that friend group where you have, you know, a social life. In college and high school, it's all about social climbing and having a social life and having friends and you don't want to be alone. So you kind of maybe have get into those friend groups where you kind of allow being called or subtly called names or stuff like that. I mean, I've been in a friend group where I had my so-called good friends say that, oh, like that girl is way prettier than you. Like, I don't know if you should go for that guy Bruh. or um, or like modeling. or like they are a lot of Asian girls who are prettier than you or, you know, just like saying subtle things like that, you know? Yeah. Or are these people, Janice? I, have so- <laughs> I just I want to just talk to them for one minute. I just want to make one thing. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had people say, oh, um, oh my gosh, she's, she's super pretty. Like she's so skinny and stuff like that. I don't know, Janice. Like, I don't know if you want to try to go for that guy. Cause I feel like he's going to want to go for someone like her, you know, it's like stuff like that. And you don't register it in the moment, but when you think about it, that makes you feel shitty about yourself, like, oh, like I'm fat. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Or I'm ugly. And then you start to think of, think like that towards yourself more and then that obviously brings you down and so yeah it was it was it wasn't something I registered back then but as I became a senior and then after graduation having more time to reflect is just wow I had a lot of I knew a lot of 
toxic people who I thought were my friends, but then actually they're just assholes that I associated with because it was hard for me to find other friends. Because, I mean, once you're a sophomore and a junior, you kind of have your own friend group at that time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to just migrate towards a different friend group. Yeah. Even though UMass is a huge school, you there's still cliques everywhere. And I was so scared of being alone and having no friends. I just kind of, you know, stuck there and just accepted it at that point. Just like, all right, like, yeah, like, give me your best shot. Yeah. And then after college, I haven't talked to a single one of those so-called friends that I had in my friend group. And life is better without yeah. doing all that negativity and horrible things. Oh, my God. If I didn't um, talk to you again senior year, <laughs> senior year, Rachel and I were literally inseparable. We were going on coffee dates with each other, bagels, bagels almost, almost every single day. I never went to the gym until my senior year. And... I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But I like never been inside a gym before until my senior year in college. And we had an amazing gym. And I was so intimidated. I I was just like, what do I, what do I do with myself? So I texted Rachel and said, I need help. You need to bring me there and be my buddy. And then after a few times, I just became more of a gym rat through Mm -hmm. that and gained more self-confidence and just literally pushed myself away from a lot of those friends and my social group was literally Rachel. <laughs> it was literally Rachel. And that was, that made me happy. I was satisfied. I was living in a house full of people that judged me, didn't really want to hang out with me. There was a lot of drama and I was just kind of over it. I, I just needed that one friend that I can hang out with. And I was, I was satisfied. I was so much happier. I looked better. <laughs> I felt better. And yeah, ever since then. Quality I re- quantity. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So since then, I'm, I, Rachel is still my best friend. Obviously, I still talk to some other people, but with school and stuff, I mean, I don't go out as much and with COVID, obviously, but I realized I really did not need a lot of friends. I did not need a social group because I, as I said before, I'd rather have a couple of really close and real friends than a bunch of people that made me feel shitty about myself mm-hmm. and made me question myself mm-hmm. about how I look. And, you know, I just don't need that negativity anymore. I'm at the age where I just really don't care enough and don't need that. Mm -hmm. You feel better in life when you shed that toxicity. And it doesn't even matter if you have just a couple friends as opposed to a bunch of friends that make fun of you and treat you like shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, what was that bagel place called again? Because it was, it was dope. It was, I don't know. I don't remember it. I, I honestly, I I lost a card. We had a card. Oh, yeah. We had a loyalty card or something. <laughs> we had a loyalty card or something like that. Like every time you go there, they hole punch it. And then after 10 trips or something, you get a free coffee. The thing about Western Mass is they had really good cafes and like bagel places and coffee places. This one place that I remember, Shelbourne Falls Coffee Roasters, had the best sandwich. And I will never forget that sandwich, dude. I will never forget it. <laughs> So I remember me and Rachel are so into taking pictures. <laughs> we are. I had a camera and we would we'd go to these coffee places and then just photograph ourselves with my camera of us drinking coffee. It was a passion project. It was definitely a passion project. <laughs> but we Instagram cool. was still such, ours, okay. Instagram was such a big deal back then. And Oh my God, do you remember how likes were such a huge part of college <laughs> or just me. or just yeah. our gener- just our year of at that time? It was if you don't ha- 
pass over i don't know like 200 likes it was kind of a dumb picture or something like that i felt so bad if i didn't get that many i felt shitty about myself if i didn't get at least 300 likes on a photo and then looking back like what what the fuck was who was i oh my god yeah and here i am just satisfied posting a picture at 9 a.m getting maybe 100 likes I feel like we have so much to say on that topic. We should literally make a whole other episode on it. I swear. (laughs) I swear. We have so much to say about that. (laughs) Oh, my God. I remember I was was texting everyone. Okay, which picture? This one or this? And they're like the exact same picture, but like different filters. Yep. I still do that. (laughs) (laughs) And do I post this at like at two or four or seven? Mm -hmm. And you really have to think there's a whole algorithm to it. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone is ever going to solve it. It seems like some people have, but I just haven't. But th- that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I don't care. Hey, I honestly don't, don't care. care. I, you would literally see me posting at 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I actually literally posted. at 7 a.m. I'm just like, all right. I posted on our page. Oh, my God. Yep. Literally, I posted at like 12 today. I don't even care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I I posted one of my favorite pictures of myself at 10 a.m. on like a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and it got one of the least amount of likes I've had on my Instagram. And I was satisfied. I was like, all right. I like that picture. I was like, all right. I mean, I like the picture. Some people saw it. Some people didn't. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. And you know, I like the picture. So I'm satisfied having it there. I don't care Mm -hmm. if it only has, I don't know, 100 likes rather than 300 or 400. For me, I'm I'm checking to see if specific people like it. If the important people (laughs) like it and see it, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's all that matters. I don't care if one person sees it and they're the only person I want to see that picture. I'm like, that's great. That's all I wanted. (laughs) Sometimes I remember like in college when I was super naive, but I would specifically check if people I thought were my friends liked my Instagrams. And if they didn't, I'll be like, what? Why? Because I've had friends that I was very close to didn't like any of my Instagrams. But I obviously didn't check that until later on when I kind of wanted to think more about it. Like, hmm, I can never notice someone liking my Instagram. And then you're just like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny because nowadays I'm the culprit. I don't scroll enough through Instagram to see everyone's pictures that I feel like I'm missing a lot of people's pictures. And so now I'm the person that won't like the picture. Right. And I feel bad because I used to feel the same way as you. Yeah. About that, I would say, why? I wonder why this person didn't like my picture. I guess they just don't like me anymore. I'm exactly. Yeah. No. But and now I'm like, they they probably just didn't even scroll. Exactly. Now I'm so busy all the time that I, you know, go on Instagram maybe for five minutes during my break. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I'm not going <laughs> to scroll through the whole time. I mean, I'm giving myself like five or 10 minutes of social like media time for myself. And then I'm definitely missing a ton of Instagram and I'm not liking anything anymore. And then I'm like, oh, like maybe that's why yeah. they didn't like it. Not because they hated me, but because they just didn't, they just didn't look through everything and see it because Instagram doesn't even do it by time anymore. They do. I don't know how they do it, but um it makes you think like you know like maybe they didn't like you but maybe they just didn't it's not you you know is yeah there's nothing wrong with you regardless whether they like it or not you know if they didn't like it they don't if they don't like you like whatever they don't like you you don't have to like them either yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's so true I feel like it's just such a post-grad thing to not even have time for social media anymore and I still spend too much time on it. But yeah. yeah, I just don't engage as much now. I definitely don't engage as much. Because adulthood, responsibilities, <laughs> grad school, you name it. Yeah. There. But that is our social media tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes with it kind of goes with toxic things too. Honestly, yeah. It kind of shows how 
if you're constantly getting that negative influence from other people in your life, it kind of does build insecurity and makes you think these things that might not even be true about yourself. So that is huge. That's a huge reason why it's so important to have positive influences in your life. And that brings me to my next red flag because I I made a huge ass list. Like the, there are so many red flags that I've learned throughout the years. It's just crazy. It's honestly too much. My next one is that they have an on and off attitude. Like one minute they'll be treating you so nice and doing really nice things for you and just showering you with kindness. And then the next they'll be ignoring you, treating you like crap, just being mean. And then they do the sweet gestures to try to get you back. So if you notice this pattern, bro, get this person out of your life Mm -hmm. ASAP, ASAP. And just make sure to really pay special attention for any of these signs of manipulation and controllingness. Because from what I've heard, it only gets worse with time. If you are in a relationship with this person and then you get married or something, apparently it gets way worse. So get out like while you can, as early as possible, as quick as possible, run. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is my advice. Yeah. If you're dating someone, never let that significant other manipulate you in any way. If you notice something like that red flag, that's a huge red flag mm-hmm. that is a sign that you should go and run, mm-hmm. <laughs> run away from that person. It is like, you may think that you love them, that they love you back, but if, if they're actually manipulating you, then, you know, that's just not worth it. Like, it's just going to, as you said, that's just going to get worse. It's yeah. not going to get better. And, like, it can be hard sometimes to get out of these types of situations between the attachment that might be there, whether it be a friend or a relationship, and also maybe a fear. So in more serious situations, you might actually fear this person. And those those situations make it really difficult to get out. You may feel like you rely on them too much to get out of the situation, but the fact is realize that a lot of the times they've deliberately made it so that you rely on them, making it more difficult for you to get out of the situation. It has a range of seriousness from maybe not life harming to actually really dangerous. But if even if you feel that you rely on this person too much or you have such an attachment to them, if you notice controlling things, it's really important to know that You can ask for help and you can turn to people in your life like friends and family. You might even think that my friends and my family are going to be mad at me. They've seen me go back to this person multiple times and they're going to say, are you serious this time or not? But you might be worried about that, but I guarantee you they would rather see you happy and in a healthy situation. So don't be afraid to turn to them. And I know that got serious, but that is just a really- No, it's true. I feel like it's very prevalent. Mm Mm-hmm. In society to honestly anyone any age Mm -hmm. gender and you're right it's super important that you can that you should be able to turn to someone for help Mm -hmm. if you need help to get out of a controlling relationship it does I mean it comes in different levels but regardless of the levels you you yourself matter more than that person Mm-hmm. It is most important that you feel happy, that you are safe, and that you are able to get out of any sort of manipulation and stuff like that. Because, and always remember that none of that is your fault. Even if you end up going back to that person like multiple times, like believing that they love you and stuff like that. And then, I mean, obviously, there may be moments where they, act like oh my god like I'm never gonna do that again like I love you so much and stuff like that and you believe it like that's not your fault because it happens and even in the more the most subtle way like that happens to anyone and that's never your fault at all Mm -hmm. and the gaslighting situation gaslighting yeah just notice if you're feeling more upset most of the time than you're feeling happy If you're feeling more upset most of the time, even if this person's telling you, why are you upset? You have no reason to be upset. Your feelings aren't valid. 
don't even let that give you a second thought. Don't let that make you think, maybe I'm just being too sensitive. Maybe this, maybe that. Because they will try to manipulate you into thinking Mm -hmm. maybe I'm wrong. But -hmm. just notice how you're feeling. It's obviously not a simple situation, but if you acknowledge how you're feeling and say, wow, I'm upset a lot of the time, that's not you being too sensitive. I think that's just your gut telling you that it's not a good situation. And there's there's nothing simple about it. It's, it's honestly, all of it is really hard. Even to ask yourself when someone else is confusing you like that and making you feel like your feelings are confusing and not valid. So notice how you're feeling. Your feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. Like they're not exaggerated. I mean, sometimes it could be exaggerated, but those are still valid. You mm-hmm. know, it may be exaggerated in someone else's eyes, but they're, they are your feelings. Like you're feeling that for a reason. They are valid. They should be recognized. And if anyone tries to tell you otherwise, then you know what? That's on, that's on them. That's not on you. Yeah, Exactly. And one of my biggest things is don't let your boyfriend tell you you can't be friends with other guys. Mm. That's a huge thing because if you are a trustworthy person and you are respecting your significant other, having guy friends is not a bad thing. It's a bad thing when they tell you you can't hang out with them. Telling because it's in principle, someone telling you what to do is wrong, and that is really bothersome. Yeah, mm-hmm. very bothersome. Mm-hmm. Like, you are your own person. Like, sorry, this is more towards the girls, but you are your own person. You have power. Do not let any guy or even any girl, whatever the preference, or through friendship, like, don't let them think that they can dominate over you and your life. Mm-hmm. that should be one of your number one rules like you are your own person and you can do whatever you want you can like whoever you want don't and be friends with whoever you want do not let anyone especially guys mm-hmm. control you especially guys yeah because if they are trying to be dominant or controlling you, most of the time it's because they're insecure about themselves. Mm-hmm. And that insecurity should not be put on you. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy friends. I mean, healthy, healthy, healthy friendships. Healthy friends. <laughs> like healthy friendships and relationships are people who encourage you to mm-hmm. expand your horizons. And they support you and encourage you to speak out share your opinion and make that feel make those opinions and feelings feel validated and they encourage you to make new friends because they are confident that you guys have a strong enough relationship that having other friends won't cause yours to be any less right exactly you know and i just yeah i don't know I think I, that's like basically it yeah feel that's very <laughs> I'm very passionate about this topic. <laughs> okay, to conclude this segment, <laughs> to conclude this segment, I think it's as important to reiterate that there you're going to experience toxic people or relationship in your lives, or maybe you have. I mean, a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have, you're about to, you're going to encounter them in the future. But just keep in mind not only the red flags that Rachel mentioned, but that to always think about yourself over these people. Like, is this friendship, this this person really support me? Or do they think I'm a joke? Do I really need this friendship? Is it worth it? You know, if they don't support you, that's a, that's a huge red flag. If they're jealous of you and want to want to see you fail rather than succeed, that's a huge red flag. And that friendship, our relationship is not going to be worth it. It's not worth your time or energy to accept that criticism, to accept that negatively negativity just for the sake of whatever friendship that is. Do whatever you want. If you want to pursue a new thing, photography, a 
food Instagram, um, a brand, a business, a podcast, just do it. The just only thing, it. the only thing that will really hold you back are not the people, but you yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and if they don't support you, then, you know, fuck it. You know, who cares? Do whatever you want. You're going to regret it later. If you let other people make those decisions for you. Mm-hmm. And with our podcast, Rachel and I, like for this, especially, we're not trying to tell you things like tell you to do this or that. These are all opinions and experiences that we encountered ourselves in our lives. And these are just, you know, things that we realize from our own experiences. Yeah. So sorry if it sounds too preachy <laughs> and it's not meant to, we're not trying to offend anyone obviously we're just trying to give a little insight based on what we experience throughout our lives that may be similar or reflective to what other people or what you guys may be experiencing right now and just don't know what to do and these are just some you know red flags that we encountered and how we dealt with them that we wanted to share with everyone. Yeah, that is a very good disclaimer. Very true. Um, We really appreciate you guys and hearing your feedback. We love to hear what you guys want us to talk about in future episodes. So definitely let us know if you have ideas for that. And Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you really like us, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. And our Instagram is at choosingyourselfjr. So make sure to follow us on there and join our Facebook group to interact and share your ideas and questions. We love to hear the feedback and we will see you guys next week. We hope you enjoyed. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye.